Well, I first saw it way back in the 90s. I had just gotten into The Simpsons, and there it was. I didn't see it when the episode first aired, but later on in the 90s, I would see it. But I never put two and two together and realized that the car that Homer designed, the Homer, had so much influence from the world around it at that point in time. That car was inspired not only by Homer Simpson himself, but the American automobile industry during the 90s. Yes, today, AutoWorks is going to dive deep into the reasoning behind Behind the ultimate car, the Homer. AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autoworks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our main site, Autoworks.net. If you haven't been there, then please check it out for all of your automotive ratings and links to corporate websites from around the world. We are there to help you. Big or small, we have them all. Corporate websites from around the world, along with help websites as well. And we'd also like to thank our main host, Podbeam.com, for making this happen and getting us on all of the other streaming sites for podcasts out there and like we explained in the beginning we are talking about the homer that infamous car that homer designed and eventually ruined his brother's automotive corporation yes powell motors was owned by none other than homer simpson's own brother but with homer being in charge of building and developing a vehicle for his car company ultimately homer like many other things would ruin it and his car if you actually take a look at it being an automotive person that we are here at autolux we dive deep and we understand that the homer was not only a car designed by homer simpson but it was also inspired by the automobile industry of the late 80s and early 90s and the transformations that the american automobile industry was making at that point in time and naturally as usual autolux will give you a few examples throughout this podcast but the homer let's take a look at the car besides its horrendous color of that lime green which was synonymous with those snot green mustangs of the late 60s and early 70s now that was from times of york but his car using inspiration from the big radiator style grills of the original automobiles like the ford model t and even used today by vehicles such as rolls royce and occasionally bentley now chrysler itself has moved back into the big style grills and during the 90s they weren't yet there but it's something that was transpiring within concepts you gotta look at it in the late 80s we were still in box of vehicles not the world's greatest style of vehicles but we are slowly moving towards the 90s and the teardrop shape or as we call it here the gelatinous blob stage of the automobile industry this is something we actually still haven't gotten away from and like homer said he wanted his car to have big grill and tail fins and and something for the kids to keep them occupied uh onboard uh, entertainment system what do you do you're fired no a separate space age bubble dome do you remember bubble domes take a look back into the 50s they never quite took off in vehicles but they were there in concept form and if you remember general motors made one of the most influential concept forms they had one of the most famous space age looking vehicles of the time during the 1950s when the space craze was going on take a look at our website and look for the 1953 General Motors Firebird concept. 
Hell, they even had the Firebird 2 and Firebird 3 concept, all with that Space Age dome top. Odd looking vehicles, but they were there. They were part of that Space Age feel. And that's what Homer liked. That's what the Homer embodied. The big rear wings of the cars from the 1950s. The heyday of American automobiles. And the glass bubble domes. Something that was big back in the 50s and eventually made it onto concepts of the late 80s and into the 90s. Taking a look into the 80s with concepts, you gotta look at the original Ford Probe. Sure, it's boxy, but it still has that space age dome on it. Then you move into products like the Buick Wildcat concept from 1985. It's essentially a giant dome top, just like the Homer. The Oldsmobile Aerotech, which was supposed to be the future of Indy cars and LMP, had a dome feature in the center. Chevrolet did it again with the Corvette Indy of 1986. And then we all know Ford. Ford was the first major company to move into the front wheel drive bubble dome style vehicles. Take a look at the Ford Taurus. When that vehicle came out, it was a futuristic design, but it essentially had a giant dome on top of a flat body. Same with it, the Mercury Sable. And the station wagon was no better than the sedan. There were a lot of dome styled vehicles coming out. Sure, they were only in concept form, and there was a few actually coming out to market, but why? Why were we reliving this dome feature? Well, automotive engineers understood the dome style on the top of a sedan helps with aerodynamics. Do you not remember the Chrysler Airflow? This was a vehicle that actually came to market in 1935. This was the first foray of the American automobile industry looking at aerodynamics, helping reduce its drag coefficient and move through the air a lot more seamlessly. This in turn helped it get better gas consumption. Now this is 1935. Sure it wasn't a big dome, it didn't have big rear wings, but it was showing us the aerodynamics, clean, flowing lines can help gain a high rate of speed and not infiltrate our gas consumption. Now during the 80s when all these new safety features came out, making these box-like vehicles became apparent. We had to start adding these massive bumpers to them. It has safety features, the crumple zones, and safety glass, and the world was changing. And now emissions control were also starting to change. And after creating all these safety features, people and engineers had to start figuring ways to reduce its fuel consumption and in comes the 90s domes yes something that the homer was showing us and unfortunately at its time again we would like to bring up the fact that how much the simpsons has predicted in the future take a look at vehicles in the early 2000s and late 90s they were moving into gelatinous blobs these dome inspired vehicles hell chrysler even had a brand new imperial concept which had the giant radiator grill in the front similar to that of the homer but the domes were there as well. Hell, even tail fins started making a comeback. One was the 1989 Chevrolet California IROC Camaro concept. Those window wings, remember those ones? So famous in the early 90s with vehicles like the second generation Eagle Talon, the Pontiac Sunfire, and even the Dodge Stealth. All had these big window spoilers. But before the window spoiler came out, there were vehicles with fake tail fins. Look at the first generation Eagle Talon with its rear wing. It's fixated on the vehicle. It's almost like a tail fin. 
Many other vehicles started spawning this. Integrated tail fins. But why? Why were they doing this? They were integrating them because they were trying to bring back the days of the tail fin. One of the most famous integrated tail fin designs was the Dodge Daytona. Remember those things? They were a sports car from Dodge. And they lived quite a while from the late 80s all the way into the mid 90s. And they had rear window spoiler. The spoiler was situated running from the front of the rear windows all the way around the back of the vehicle. We all thought it was cool because this is a new type of spoiler being added to vehicles. It doesn't create this weird flat rear end of a vehicle. It gives us something more to look at. But essentially, what is it? It's a tail fin. That's what it was. Something the Simpsons had added to the Homer to make it what it was. Homer wanted that. He wanted to relive cars from the 1950s, but wanted it a little more new age. Giant dome-inspired vehicles were coming out. General Motors EV1, Ford Probe, second generation. Chrysler was getting into it with the LHX concept and even the Dodge ESX concept, which would spawn the second generation Intrepid. These were blobs. Hell, even the Ford Taurus from the late 90s and the second design for the caravans in town and country were giant blob like vehicles. Hell, the Taurus had a blob for its passenger compartment, but it also had round headlights, a thing that became synonymous with the 1980s before the square headlights came out. And if you look at the front of the Homer, it has the round headlights. It also has massive chrome bumpers, something that actually wasn't taking off in the 90s. But look at the early 2000s when you get vehicles like the PT Cruiser. Chrome starts making a comeback. And now on trucks, chrome is a big thing on its bumpers. It's coming back. Features from the Homer are making their way onto vehicles even today as they were during the 80s and 90s. Now, so many concepts during the 90s, you could see the blob inspiration from the Homer. The weird space age look from the Chevrolet Illumina vans and the Pontiac Transport vans. And even you start moving into Korean inspired vehicles with the Ford Aspire and Geo Metros. Hell, Geo was even made fun of by Ned Flanders within an episode of The Simpsons when he's trying to get away from Homer when Homer becomes his best friend and Maud's yelling at Ned saying, Neddy, come on, we need to go faster. And he turns and looks at her and goes, I can't, it's a Geo. Geo was one of those gelatinous blob vehicles from the 90s. But what were Geos? They were Suzuki's rebranded for a new General Motors brand. This brand was to help General Motors enter the small car market and achieve better fuel consumption. Geo came and went very quickly. It was essentially just a late 80s, early 90s brand. Eventually, all those vehicles got mixed in with Chevrolet and even Pontiac. Remember the Pontiac G3? That was one. They were moving in, but they were still retaining their blob-like appeal. But as the Simpsons predicted, Retro was coming back. When the Homer was shown to us on that show in the early 90s, we thought of it as a joke. It was a car developed by Homer. It wasn't something cool, and it wasn't something for all of us, but it, in a sense, predicted the future. Talking about a car that ruined Powell Motors, and yet, just before its demise, the Pontiac brand had the Aztec. Sure, General Motors chose to keep Buick over Pontiac due to the sales of Buick over Pontiac. Pontiac had better sales in North America than Buick did, but Buick was huge in China. And with the fallout from the Pontiac Aztec, that blunder eventually took out the brand, the blunder of the century.
But as we said, the Simpsons predict the future. If you take a look at the original concept design that the engineers at Powell Motors designed for the Homer before Homer got his hands on it and said, no, my brother says I'm in charge. I want it designed the way I want. Their vehicle is very familiar to a lot of Chrysler concepts from the early 90s and even the late 80s. Hell, take a look at the 87 Lamborghini Chrysler Portofino concept, quite similar to the original Homer design. Hell, the Dodge Intrepid concept concept of 1988 similar to the homer concept the california irock similar the chrysler millennium similar see how many concepts are becoming similar to this hell even the original dodge neon concept was a gelatinous blob with a space age dome on top similar to that of the homer we can go on and on with all of the concepts that came out during those days to create that vehicle but the inspiration for the original concept of the homer came from north america it came from from all of the concepts that North America was creating in the late 80s and early 90s. This vehicle looked like so many concepts that were out there and Homer tore it up because a lot of those concepts in the late 80s were very futuristic and a lot of people at auto shows didn't like them. They thought they were too far off of where we were and where we were going now. So what happened? The car companies tore up those designs and we never saw vehicles like that. Even though vehicles like that would have been so much better than some of the ones that were created. Take a look like I said at the 1988 Dodge Intrepid concept. It's a two-door sports car and quite a few of its features wound up on the Dodge Stealth. Chevrolet IROC Camaro concept, things from that went on the later Pontiac Sunfires of the late 90s. So we were developing these concepts for the future in the late 80s where their inspiration didn't make it onto cars until the mid to late 90s because the public tore them up back then and car companies forced to make these weird gelatinous blob vehicles in the early 90s, similar to that of the Homer. What inspired Herbert Powell to give his brother the reins to build a vehicle for the average man? His car company had a new model, and they called it the Persephone, named after a Greek goddess. But as he said, nobody cares about dead broads. They want powerful names, like Mustang and Cougar. As in the 80s, you got things like the Turismo, the Pro, the Taurus. Not extensively great names. Then, in the 90s, we started getting products like the Viper, Talon. The stealth, we started getting more powerful names. This was another thing that the Simpsons was predicting for the future. The Homer, in the end, wasn't a car designed by Homer Simpson. The Homer, in the end, was a car designed by the American automobile industry and what they had for sale as products and what they had as conceptualized products. Like we said, tail fins were coming back. Just not in the exact way that we've always seen them. They were coming back though. Gelatinous blobs. The space age domes were coming back in vehicle forms, but they were more integrated than the original space age domes that we saw on vehicles like the Lincoln Futura or GM Firebirds. The Futura itself spawned its own production model, but only for a TV series. Its space age domes became synonymous with the original Batmobile. Something that Homer talks about a lot. And his most famous line from Batman wasn't when they actually met Adam West and saw the Batmobile when he bought his truck from Komatsu Motors. It was from the episode with the leader when Homer 
decides to take the leader up on his vacation. And as fishing, we all know Homer does his famous line where he sings the original Batman series intro, which eventually becomes the leader in the end, when the leader's followers use that to their advantage to get Homer to be part of their famous religion. And why did he buy a truck from Kumatsu Motors? Because the Japanese were invading in the 80s and taking out the American counterpart, where the American automobile companies had to figure out what to do, and that's why they started getting into designs so futuristic. And like we said, Retro was eventually going to return with products like the HHR, the Chrysler 300, the Plymouth prowler and hell even the ford thunderbird the last generation all brought back things from the past into the future and the most famous one being the early 2000s ford mustang changed back to the 1960s designs the homer was showing us the future of the automobile industry before it happened retro inspiration integrated systems to keep your kids entertained in the back hell we have video displays where you can play movies or video games in a vehicle now we don't need that set separate space-age dome to keep them entertained and away from us. We have electronics to do that now. You can get novelty horns. Now with integration of computer systems into our vehicles, you can change so many things for your vehicle. Chrome. Chrome is back and in a big way. It shows luxury to people. Something that was slowly being lost in the 80s and 90s. These were all things that were coming back and they all came back after the Homer was shown to us. The Homer may not have predicted everything within the automobile industry that was about to happen or was happening but it did show us that car companies can make these futuristic designs which could ruin them some of them would even take these futuristic designs put them out in the road and nearly ruin themselves that's what the homer was covering it was showing the american automobile industry at its time and even though today we still look back and see the homer and think it is a horrendous vehicle there are fans out there who have built copies of it the homer will be a car that we will always remember so really, what is the Homer all about? It's not just about where we've been in the automotive industry or where we're going. It's proof that if you allow the average person to take control of your automobile corporation and tell you what they need, it could ruin you. Because a lot of car companies, when they've done this, when they've gone after those markets, they've faltered. Building a car directly related to what the average consumer wants is not something that you can do. And automobile companies know this. In Powell Motors, in that episode, just prove what happens when you give access to the everyday person to design a vehicle for the future. They will give you all the things they love from past vehicles. And when you allow them to design it themselves, you will get something that is unrecognizable as they don't understand how the automotive world works and how it moves within itself. We need to evolve and look for the future instead of constantly reliving the past. Where Powell Motors' original design for the Homer looked like a lot of the concepts from the late 80s and early 90s. That is where the American automobile industry wanted to go. But they allowed the consumers to tell them where they wanted it to go. And in the end, we wound up with gelatinous blob vehicles that we all made fun of. So by the late 90s, when car companies soon took control again, they started giving us what we wanted in their perception. They gave us the ultimate Homer. They gave us the vehicles with all the technology and all of the products that we wanted all in one neat little package. So that, in the end, is what the Homer is all about. It's about where the car companies came from and where they should be going. Whereas if they left it up to the average consumer, where would they wind up?
people asked for a vehicle like the Aztec, when the auto companies finished it, they decided to go back to design concepts from previous that people liked and thought were neat and cool. But when they gave it to the public, the public didn't like it. So in the end, is the Pontiac Aztec not, in a sense, like the Homer? That is the question you have to ask yourself. And as we all celebrate the birth of the Simpsons on April 19, 1989, we have to remember that this show has shown us so much from today, our past, and our future without us even knowing about it. It's not just a show about a dysfunctional family that has many different travels amongst the world. It is a show that entertains us and gives us ideas and shows us what's happening and where we are going. The Simpsons is more than just a cartoon. It's the show that shows us everything. So if you've enjoyed this podcast or you want to see more from the Homer itself or the Simpsons itself, please check out our website at autolux.net. Check out the podcast tab at the top of the page and you can find the episode about the homer and all that it showed us and while there check out some of our ratings on the rated sites we have vehicles from all over the world which we rate with all of the ratings if you click the rated tab not a specific year you will find ratings from every single segment that we have ever rated dating back to 2009 to see how well all the vehicles have rated against each other and the homer itself had we have rated it in the early 90s trust me it probably would have won the rust award that year and also while there please check out the corporate websites or help pages if you're looking for more information from automobile companies from around the world or just something from the automobile industry which you would like to know about on the autolux.net website so for myself Everett J and the whole autolux team here please strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride in which the Simpsons and the Homer will take us on <laughs>